Welcome back to the multi-channel reseller podcast. This is Joshua Astors, and I'm here again with you making a new episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a few things, you know, a few things that have been on my mind, and I thought it may be helpful if, uh, if some of you thought about some of the things that I've been thinking about lately. Um, some things that are helping me grow, are helping me to see things more clearly, and um, I just think that are just helping me become better. So um, these things I'm going to be talking about in this episode, um, just sharing them with you, and hopefully if you ask yourself some of the same questions I've been asking myself, Maybe it'll add some value to your life. That's that's what I'm hoping for. So before we get started, real quick, um, if anybody wants to uh, reach out to me, questions, um, comments, you know, or new topics that they want to hear me go over or anything like that, um, just a, just a, a way of communicating. It could be, you know anything you know entrepreneurship related family business related things like that things that i talk about on the on the podcast um reach out to me at multi channel podcasts at gmail.com right now that is my only line of communication you know for right now uh, i will let you know if there's going to be some other lines of communication that you know that I'm going to open up and and we can connect on but for now that is what I can do. So um you know I'm thinking about what I'm going to title this podcast. I'm not really sure yet. Um but if you're listening obviously you see the title. But um you know I I've just been thinking a lot about one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is goals, right? So if you've been listening for a little bit, you know that I am still um, going over this book called Vivid Vision, right? And I talked about that. Um, I think I talked about that at the top of last year or the beginning of this year i'm not really sure but it's an episode um let me see if i can find the episode title real quick yeah it looks like i accidentally clicked out so i got the i got the episode the episode is episode 54 that was uh january um beginning of this uh beginning of this year recording episode in regards to goals and stuff like that and I think I mentioned the Vivid Vision book there if I haven't mentioned it. And um, if I if I didn't, I probably did in the previous episode. But anyways, um, but my goals are too small. That's what I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about my goals are, are too small. And... I want you to think about 
your goals, some of the goals you may have set out to accomplish. And ask yourself, are my goals too small? And what what has led me to ask myself that question is I believe I thought I thought I was um, setting goals that were outside of what I think I can do or outside of what I knew I can do. But I think I was setting goals that I knew I can, I knew I was going to do, or I had a strong feeling that I was going to do. I haven't done it yet, but I'm like, okay, I can hit X. I know I can. Or there's a high chance of X happening on a continuous basis. You know, and that was the goal that I put out in that podcast. I was thinking of something that I thought was going to happen. Therefore, it wasn't really outside of what I knew could happen. So it was just basically, it was a safe, it was a safe bet in a sense. It didn't happen yet. You know, the goal that I made, it didn't quite happen yet, but I had a strong feeling that it was going to happen. Right. So in that instance, I think that that goal that I set out was too small. Okay, so now I'm going to get more specific. So we're not speaking so much in generalities. Okay, so back in that episode, I said that um, one of my goals was to do a thousand dollars a day in revenue. Hold on, let me crack open the Coke Zero real quick. Oh man. So it's a cherry Coke Zero. Um I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy the regular Coke Zero as well. And I'm I'm gonna uh, for for anybody new listening, you know, there's a reason why I drink or there's a reason why I started drinking this. It has to do with uh something else. Um but I'm going to get into that on a different a different podcast. But I really enjoy the flavor. Um, no calories, so I'm pretty I'm pretty cool with that. Anyways, um, so in that in that episode, I said that I want to do I my goal was to do a thousand dollars in revenue a day. Okay, thousand dollars in revenue a day. That was my goal. Um. Now, I made that podcast, I think it was January 5th. I don't want to go back and look. I might click out of, uh, click out and stop, re- and stop recording again. By the way, I record on my, on my phone, if anybody was curious. I just do it straight from my phone. I do have a, um, what do you call that? A Yeti, a Yeti microphone and all that stuff I bought months ago. Haven't used any of it. Got some new equipment, haven't used it. I bought it at the end of the year of 2021. Um, 
and um, just doing some end of the year purchases for things that I, for, you know, deductions for tax purposes, um, purchase things that are business related that I anticipate on using during the following year, but I haven't got around to that. Um, yeah, so up until, you know, up until this point, every podcast I've recorded has been on my mobile phone. Um, yeah, so back to it. So, um, that was my goal. My goal was to do a thousand dollars a day in revenue. So a thousand dollars a day in revenue is $360,000 a year. Um, well, let me back up a little bit. My overall sales goal was 600,000. That's what I said. 600,000. So, um, just on a regular, on a regular day, I'll be doing a thousand dollars a day, you know, from, you know, every day of the year equal to $360,000 or $365,000 in sales. Um, November and December, generally I do three times my normal sales. So, um, so for November and December, that'll be equivalent to $120,000. So let's say November, I'm doing, you know, my average sales are 30,000 and then additional 60,000. So three times is an additional 60,000 for November and the same thing for December. So that's 120,000 on top of the 360,000 that I do normally. Um gives you $480,000 in sales. So my goal was 600,000. And I said um I said to myself or I said on the podcast that you know, so that that leaves me with a, an, an additional hundred twenty thousand that I need to figure out how to get that I don't know how to get. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, one hundred twenty thousand is is the is the part that I you know I really don't know how I'm gonna hit that goal. Like, I really need to stretch. You know. Um, everything I'm doing, not everything, not, not stretch everything that I'm doing, but I really need to figure that part out, right? Cause that's how, that's how I, you know, um, I defined setting the goal by, you know, having some element of unknown. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to get to this goal, but I'm going to, uh, try, or I'm going to take steps to get to that goal and figure it out. 
I don't know if I explained that well. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but basically needs to be outside of what I think I can do. And it was $120,000 outside of what I think I can do. Um, now, I think that's actually a fair goal overall. Right? It's a fair one. But... <clears throat> maybe a few weeks ago for one reason or for one reason or another you know i have thoughts going through my head all the time <clears throat> and i don't know where they come from but during the day i'm constantly thinking about goals accomplishments things to accomplish things that i can do better at and you know so whatever content i consume is related to bettering myself my business my family so on and so forth so i'm always in a growth mindset where everything i consume is about growing growing as a person or in business but i had this thought i had this thought like like damn i need a hundred thousand dollars a month seems very irrational the thought came from that thought came from somewhere and it probably came from or the reason why i thought that could be one reason or multiple reasons i'm gonna think it's multiple reasons and i'm get i'm getting ready to get into that very very soon so I'm like, I need a hundred thousand dollars net, you know, or before taxes rather. So after all expenses, before taxes, I need to net a hundred grand. Now why do, why do I think that, or why did I, why did I think that? I still think about that. <laughs> why did I, why did I think that? And the answer for me, right? So for me, is like, uh, is the answer is in between connecting the dots, right? Connecting the dots between my goals and my reality. So that's what I'm. Um, that's what I'm enc encouraging uh, folks to do folks to do who are listening right now is looking at your goals and your reality okay now let me let me explain what i mean by that now it seems unrealistic it seems unrealistic to be like okay you know to go from where i am now to making a hundred thousand dollars net because, you know, you got to do the math. Like, okay, well, to make $100,000 net, so how much do my sales need to be, right? But anyways, I don't want to get off track from the reality part to this. So for me, my reality, 
right? My reality is I live in the United States. I live in a growing city or population, you know, metropolitan area or whatever you, you call it. A non-rural place, right? So um, where where costs are just going to keep going up, and the 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 cost of living is is only going to keep going up, right? So I live in the United States. I live in a city where cost is going to just continue to keep rising, which is most places in the United States. Most places where people live, where most people live. Um my family size, right? I have a um, unusual family size, right? So I have six kids, spouse, okay? I am the uh, provider. I am the income earner, the sole income earner. Okay. Um, and I mean, for the most part, that's it. Okay. As far as my reality, for the most part, that has led me, has, that has me thinking about these things. So without doing any analysis or math or anything like that, a hundred grand will hundred grand a month in net cash flow. Um, I think will do the job. Okay. Because when you really start calculating how much it costs to live, like to live though, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've been able to get by pretty much my whole life without doing all the things that I should be doing in terms of, you know, paying for things that I should be paying for, right? Like you, you can you can you can get along, you, you can get like for example, like like insurance, for example. Some people don't feel like they need insurance. Right? You can live without it. Is it a good idea not to have it? I mean, it depends on what what insurance we're talking about. Let's just say life insurance, for example. Is it a good idea to live without it? No. You know, but you can be without it though. And that's one less expense. So what I'm saying is when you really start calculating all the things that you, that, that you should have, you know, to live a, to live a, you know, to live as stress free as possible, you know, um, because you're going to pay. You're going to pay one way or the other. And if you're not going to pay, your family's going to pay. Or someone else, someone else close to you, someone you care about is going to pay for the things that you're not paying for. Let's, for, let's, let's say, for example, life insurance. All right? So if you don't have life insurance. So, so for, let, let's, 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 let's bring it back to just me. If I don't have life insurance, do you understand the ramifications? After, after I explain what I explained, do you understand the problem that I'll be 
you, you know, do you understand? How, you know, if I don't pay for life insurance, who's going to pay? Right? It's going to be real ugly. Real ugly. Real ugly, right? So, so that's just an example of, um, it's an example of, you know, it's an example of, of, um, of something you should be paying for that you can get by without paying for. Okay. Now those expenses, like actually start really, like really increasing, you know, especially as you get older, as your kids get older, if you have kids, but the, your expenses will increase as you get older. That's just the bottom line. It's just how it is. Okay. Okay. Your savings, your savings, you know, savings, like I've been getting away for a long time without saving money. Is that good? Mm. Right. It depends, right? It depends on how old you are, you know? And even then, it, it may not depend at all, you know, but um, it is, I wouldn't say it's an expense because it's not, you know, you know accounting wise, it's not an expense, but it's, it's less money, right? It's less money that you need to, it's less money you can, you know, spend freely, right? Um, but. You know, but if you, you you can get away without paying, without saving money. See, what what I'm trying to get at is it's 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 been very difficult for me to explain. As let's say if if uh, let's say I make three thousand dollars a month, right? Let's just say I make three thousand dollars a month. Now I am limited on what my expenses can be. Okay, I can get food. I can pay for. Um, I can pay for rent, I can buy food, you know, clothing, shelter, food, clothing, shelter, gas, and so on and so forth. Now, my savings is going to be very, very low. My savings probably needs to be about $1,500 a month. Half of that needs to be my, my savings every single month. That's a possibility. That doesn't include... Insurance doesn't include healthcare, you know, um, but it gets more complicated when you're doing what we're doing. When you become a entrepreneur, it only gets more expensive. Healthcare is more expensive. Life insurance is way more expensive than it would be if you were working a nine to five. That stuff is a couple of dollars a month. Well, not the healthcare, but the life insurance could be, you know, less than $10 a month, you could be, you know, insured very well, right? But you can get away without having all of these additional things, you know? I can get away with living in a small house. Is it a good idea? I have six kids. No. Can I get away with it? Sure. 
So when you when you look at your reality and then you really calculate how much money you actually really need, what should you really be paying for right now? That's for your life. That's for the good of you and your family. Right? That if you if you're able to choose not to skimp on it, if you had the choice of not skimping on, skimping on it and actually paying for something, a service, a insurance, a, a, a house or whatever it is, healthcare, whatever it is, if you're able to pay for it, how much would it be? And then when you get those figures up, you know, it's, 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 it, 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 it can be very daunting. Like it's, and this is this is something I already knew a long time ago, you know, especially coming up as an entrepreneur. It's like, you know, money money is not something that just comes by, right? It, it you really, you know, when you're hustling, you don't really get to eat. You're really just hustling, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so this this is not something new to me, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like man, the things that I really need to pay for, I can't pay for. You know, can't really have a savings, can't really have insurance, can't really have, right? Otherwise, it eat into so much of my money, okay? So there's a dollar amount that you're going to need to be comfortable, that you should want to get to. You're not going to be able to get to it. You, you may not be able to get to it right off the bat. You may not be able to pay for all the different things that you need that you should be paying for off the bat. But look at your reality. What is your reality? How much money do you need? Like for real, for real. Like when you're doing things in a way where it's like, okay, I'm I'm good. You know, I'm saving enough money. I got enough money going to investments. I got, you know, my living situation is what I need it to be, whether it's, you know, it could be, you know, you know, purchase purchasing a uh, uh, real estate or leasing, whatever or renting, whatever whatever it is for you. But are you are you living where you want to live, right? Are you you know are you are your are your you know what what would be the best scenario like maybe for kids if you want to do private school or a private school or something like that? How much would that be? You know, how, how much would it be for you to be like okay? You know, I'm I'm doing good. I'm paying for all the things that. That would make me feel like, okay, I can really focus on other parts of life now. Right? Because we, let's, let's be real, we're, we're chasing, you know? A lot of times we're chasing. We're chasing to get to a point where we can be good. Right? At some point, we have to stop doing that, though. Anyways. So my reality... It's expensive. Okay. And it's only going to get more expensive. With my kids. It's only going to get more expensive. I'm, um, my wife, um, a couple weeks ago, I don't know. Maybe I don't know two three weeks ago. Now this this is big for us. I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who do this no problem, right? But she's spending like you know one time she spent like two hundred dollars at at Target. 
just twenty dollars. I think maybe like a month before that, I spent like four hundred dollars at Target. Yeah, maybe three hundred, not four hundred, maybe like three hundred. And then she spent like another two hundred. Um, my wife that same week, a couple of days later, spent another two hundred dollars. Now my wife is not like a. She loves shopping and buying things, right? But, um. She's price conscious. You know, she's she's not like. Um, she doesn't go crazy, you know, she doesn't go crazy. She wants to go crazy. I mean, that's just, that's what women do. They like doing that and that's fine. And, and I'm at a point where it's like, nah, I want you to feel like you can go a little crazy. I want you to go a little crazy. I want you to indulge. I want you to not hold back. I want my wife to be, just be like, all right, cool. Let me just start swiping. Now, that, you know, for somebody listening, that may sound a little crazy, but you have to know, you have to know my wife's, like, me and my wife's history, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, you know, we, you know, there were, you know, we first got together, and, yo, we didn't, it was hard, you know, we didn't have nothing, you know, and uh, I wouldn't say nothing, we had a little bit, you know, and, uh, when we had our first kid, it became very real, very quick. Of um, the the money problem became very in your face, right? So she's a certain way because of those hard times, and because I was stressed out and I wasn't doing well, I wasn't maybe the best communicator of that. Like, like yo, like we can't buy this stuff. We can't buy, like basic needs though i'm not talking about like some just some shit you know what i'm saying some basic needs like yo we we you know things are hard like we can't we can't buy that stuff so so that's why i'm like okay now i want my wife to like be just be able to like all right cool you know spend a couple hundred dollars here now when, now when we're spending money these 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 few times that i'm talking about where we spend a couple hundred dollars at target it's not shit that's it's not bullshit you know i got you know got diapers wipes you know, I got diaper genies and, 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 um, you know, she, yeah, of course she wants, you know, cause she's been, you know, pregnant and stuff like that. So she's buying clothes and stuff like that. Just a few things, nothing crazy. It's just a few things, you know, two items. Oh, you know, got to get fucking dish liquid and shit for the house. All that, all that shit has like $300. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's not even buying shit. That's like. A want now, and, and here's the thing: if you you know have kids, you probably know what a diaper genie is, right? So I had twins a year a uh, year and what three months ago. My wife had twins, delivered the twins. We had them together. So my wife delivers twins about a year and a half ago. My wife delivers our new baby about three months, uh, three and a, uh, yeah, January uh, January thirtieth. So less than two months ago. Okay. So for the for the time that my twins were born, and even my uh, my my three year old, uh, see you know we'll 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 use a grocery bag, you know you, the grocery the, the bags you get at the grocery stores, uh, the plastic grocery bags you get at the grocery stores, so we'll use that like for poo poo diapers. Poo poo diapers we throw them in there, tie them up, okay. Did that for. 
shit up until like a month ago. Or maybe maybe a month and a half, two months ago when I bought the diaper genie. I bought two diaper genies. <clears throat> um, so I did that for like a we did it for like a year, right? So someone might be like, man, you don't you don't need a diaper genie. Well, I was already there. I didn't need I didn't want a diaper genie. I didn't need one. I didn't want one, right? Because I'm just like, man, you know, like we, let's just use this. Let's just you know cut costs. But now it's cutting into my time. It's cutting into my time doing all that. It's it's better to just throw the diapers in the diaper genie. You know, I was trying to avoid the diaper genie for a long time. So, got the diaper genies. It doesn't, it, you know, this person doesn't have kids. It might not make sense. Uh, or maybe it does. But, but, um, but yeah. So, and there's like, they're like, you know, $50, $60. Um, you know, and then you got to get the refills and all that kind of stuff. So, so my point is, it's little shit like that. Little shit like that. Even though we, we pushed it off. Right, we pushed it off, you know, but then we eventually got it, right? So, um, you know, kids need clothes every fucking two weeks, you know what I'm saying? So, so my life is expensive, you know, my life is expensive, and your life in some areas are gonna be expensive, you know, um, you know. It's only gonna get more expensive. Real estate is going only gonna get more expensive. Your housing is only gonna get more expensive. Life, life is only gonna get more expensive. And right now, gas is going ridiculous right now, right? So life is only gonna get more expensive. Expensive. What is your reality, right? So for me, I need a hundred. I need hundred k, because at some point I'm gonna need to hire a nanny, right? I mean, my wife are doing okay i mean it's very difficult to do what we're doing it's very difficult and um but at some point you know she may be comfortable enough to you know hire a nanny maybe four hours a day or something like that so i need to be able to pay for that i need to be able to pay for private school um you know i mean it is what it is nevada is the worst state you know in the educational sense uh in the country, you know, so we need to be paying for private school. You need to get my kid in private school by by the time she's in middle school. I'm gonna get her, get her into private school. So I need, I need to pay for that. And um, I have four girls. They're just girls, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the shit's only gonna get more expensive, you know. So, but but the thing is, it's like <clears throat> so someone might think like, well, hmm, well, you, you know, why would you get yourself in that situation? Um, you know, well, you know, someone might say like, yeah, why would you get yourself in that situation? Now, what I'm saying, I'm not complaining. So don't misunderstand. Like, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying what is, right? So, um, and I'm already equipped to handle this, right? This is not like, I, I, you know, this is not something that, oh, you know, entrepreneurship is not something new to me, right? We're making, um, not working and not working a nine to five and, and, you know, becoming a millionaire. That stuff is not new to me. I, I was like this already before kids, wife and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it would be very difficult, right? If, if someone wasn't like that, 
or they're just now coming into terms of how expensive life can get, right? If they're, if they're literally just now coming into terms and they, they have no, they had no knowledge of becoming an entrepreneur or any desire prior to, that is a bad situation, you know, because it's going to be very tough to get out of that because you first have to get over the mental block of being a worker bee to being an entrepreneur. That is that in and of itself, just transitioning. It's extremely hard. Even me, I mean, even me, I was already like this before I even got into the workforce. And I, I, I can, I can still understand. I can still visually, I can visually see how hard that hurdle is of crossing over from uh, employee to just self-employed. We're not talking about, you know, if you look at the cash flow quadrant from Robert Kiyosaki, we're going from E to S, right? You know, because that, that's essentially what I am. I am S, right? Going from E to S is huge. Going from S to B, I, I'm going to assume is a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit easier than going from E to S. But anyway, that's a different conversation. So, <clears throat> so if I'm looking at my reality, right? And then, you know, we're talking about, uh, just, I know I'm kind of thinking faster than I'm talking, but, um, but yeah, you know, there's family trips and then, you know, I, I had to basically buy a damn bus for everybody to even fit in the car. So I, you know, that, that's more expensive. It's a huge gas guzzler. So my expenses are just only going to keep increasing. Now they're going to increase, increase regardless if I, if I had six kids or two kids or one kid or even zero kids, life is going to get more expensive because let's say if I had no kids right now, where, where, where would I be doing? Right. If I had no kids and, um, if I had no kids, I probably would have no spouse, you know, cause generally speaking, generally not everybody, but you know, for the most part, you know, if you're with yeah, a guy with the woman, who is, doesn't have any kids either, she probably would want kids. So I would have to find someone who would, you know, and I would want kids too. So I would have to be with somebody who wants kids. So I would be a bachelor. I'll be spending money on women, basically, you know, going out and, you know, and, and, and increasing my social status and buying all the, you know, you know, looking good all the damn time, smelling good all the damn time, all that, you know, all that extra shit, right. To be a bachelor and, it's not extra shit. It's extra shit because I'm looking, I'm looking from my side, right? My side to over there. So my side, you know, obviously married, kids, whatever. But on that side, it's like, that's a whole different life. I mean, if you really want to get to be in the best situation um, and, you know, with the best mate possible, you have to spend some bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to spend some bread. So it's only going to get more expensive. Now, if you don't have money, you, your options are very limited. You know, in terms of what you can do and what you can and who you can attract, right? So if I didn't have kids, I'd be, you know, spending money on, you know, stuff, on um, experiences and events and, you know, attract, doing all these different things to increase my social status and increase my uh, attractiveness to a potential mate. It is cost money. It costs money to do that. You know what I'm saying? So either way, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter your 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 reality is you need money and you need lots of it. 
but it's for you to find out how much exactly do you need. Okay. Um, mine is a hundred thousand. At least I think so. At least I think so. You know, I think I'm going to title this podcast, um, Are You Dreaming Too Small? Are You Dreaming Too Small? It's so weird, man. You know, um, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 33 this year. Okay. I'm going to be 33 this year. My wife is going to be 30. Um, I never thought that I would be dreaming too small because, you know, I read the books, you know, and, um, you know, for example, the magic of thinking big, which I didn't like, but, um, you know, the secret and I, I, all that stuff, right? That was way early on, you know, when I was, what, maybe 16, 17. I read all that stuff back then. Um, and since then, I've had experiences, right? Experiences in entrepreneurship. Lots of failed experiences, I didn't start making money. I, the first time I ever made money outside of my ventures before I was an adult. So the two, the two, the two ventures I, I made money in before I was an adult, right? So I, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur when I was about 12 or 13. But I really started actively pursuing entrepreneurship when I was 16. So um, when I was a kid, you know, nine, eight, whatever it was, I, and this is, this is by far the, probably the best idea for any, any kid, you know, any, any kid in my situation at the time, um, you know, growing up without having much, more than likely you're going to live in a large complex, you know, maybe some type of ghetto or something, right? Just... If you go to people, and this, this this may be a little bit different now because you know people don't carry cash as much as they used to, but but believe it or not, a lot of poor people carry cash still. But if you're in a poor neighborhood, you're like you know you go to people's houses and and you ask to take out their trash for a dollar. Can I take out your trash for a dollar? Yo, that was it was the most brilliant thing you know me and my crew had ever done at the time, and we didn't even like go hard with it. That wasn't, I, I'm thinking back, like, damn, like, I was so complacent. Like, I got five hours and I was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, man. But, but, um, but that's the most, I mean, I, I lived in a, a, a hundred, like, 150 unit complex. So, I was only making five dollars. Like, I, I was not ambitious at that time. You know, got, got, got my few dollars, go to the, go to the, uh, go to the, um, the Red Tag, uh, not liquor store, but it's a little little store around the corner from where I, where I live. You go, you know, buy you know a little bit of groceries and little snacks and 
little things, you know, one of those kind of places, right? Um, you know, got, got my couple dollars and, and, and moved on, but I made money doing that, okay? That doesn't really count, though. But when I was in uh, high school, um, I sold donuts in the morning. So I'll buy a dozen. I buy a dozen from Winchell's. The Winchell's. What what did I do? I walked, basically, I don't know, uh, eight blocks, ten blocks, the opposite way of where I live. I cause, you know school was one way, Winchell's was the other way. So I'll walk, get up early, walk down over there. I'll buy a dozen. Now now, a dozen was actually fourteen donuts at the time. You know. I don't know why they, they gave me 14 dollars every time but that was their thing i guess but I'll, I'll pay for a dozen though and i'll sell each one for a dollar and you know i'll sell out before uh before first period and i think that was like i don't know junior or senior year or whatever but then obviously you know the school shut me down after that i mean it's, it's very it's 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 very uh upsetting that a lot of you know, schools stop you from selling candy and donuts and things like that. You know, they, they stop the entrepreneurs, right? When they're trying to, you know, make a profit. And um, well, I guess it makes sense. I mean, you can't be an entrepreneur and be, you know, dedicated to the idea of you go to school to get a job, right? Those two don't. Those two don't. Don't don't mix. But those are the two times I only ever made money at something. I've tried in between that time. I think I maybe go with six, 16, 17 or whatever I was with the donut thing. Uh, was that was that what was that? That might have been sixteen. Yeah, I think I was sixteen at that time. So sophomore, junior, whatever. But um, from that time, I've I've started many businesses. I've tried many different things. And I lost money, you know what I'm saying, all the time, every single time, thousands of dollars down the drain, you know. Um, I, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be a some type of real estate, uh, you know, entrepreneur, right? So I studied real estate a lot. So I started doing like wholesaling or trying to do wholesaling, right? Which is what I was in college at this point. I'm just kind of fast forward a little bit. And um, I took out a, uh, now I didn't have any college debt. You know, I was able to go to school for free, you know, because of, you know, income of the family and all that kind of stuff. I was able to go just based on grants because, you know, I was under the threshold. My parents were, my mom was under the threshold under, you know, to get to, you know, to go to school for free pretty much. So I was living off grants, getting money off grants. I pulled out a loan. Because all you had to do was go in and say, hey, you know, where the paperwork for a loan? Bam, you got a loan, right? So I put out a $5,000 loan to invest into this program on on real estate, um, um, flipping and, and wholesaling. Um, and I still pay on that loan today. <laughs> you know, it's a student loan. You know what I'm saying? I got like almost $3,000, I need $26,000, uh, excuse me. 2000 nowhere near 26000 like 2600 something like that about $2,500 left 
haven't paid it off yet, $50 a month. And then with all the, the student loan forgiveness, all that kind of stuff, you don't have to pay. I don't have to pay again until May. But anyways, so um, that's the only reason why I brought that particular one up because I still pay on that loan. And and that it went, it, you know, it was cool. I you know I, I studied and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't really make. I didn't I didn't make any money, and I eventually quit. I didn't start really making any dollar. I didn't make a profit. From high school all the way up to, what was this, 2000, uh, 2000, what was it, 2000, uh, shoot, what was this, 2017, yeah, 17. So from high school, when I was 16, up until 2017, Um, I didn't make any money in any business venture. I didn't make any money until I did e-commerce. Until I sold on Amazon. I didn't, I, ne- I haven't made a profit in anything in between that time. So from 16 all the way up to, um, you know, when was I, let's see, I was, uh, 2017 it's five years ago so yeah I was 28 we're going on 28 I was 27 so from 16 to 27 I made no money in any business venture I had jobs and stuff like that that's how I was paying for stuff but I you know anyways so yeah so I didn't make any money for about 11 years in any business venture until I sold some mine uh what was it was it minecraft was it Minecraft or um, Fortnite? No, it was Minecraft. I sold some Minecraft backpacks on Amazon. And that just, that was like, I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I lost my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had like three Minecraft backpacks that I sold and made money on. You know, I lost my shit. And I just started going crazy retail arbitrage, you know, for the remainder of that year. So, um, which is why I'm, I'm still in e-commerce today. So, ah, I don't remember why I even said all that, (laughs) but, um, But yeah, you know, uh, you know, I just never thought that I would be thinking I'm dreaming too small. Um, actually, I, I do sort of remember. I remember why I brought all that up. <clears throat> so in between that time period, there's a lot of struggle. You know, I wanted to uh, hammer in on, on my experience. That's why I was going through all of that. I struggled a lot. I failed a shit ton. And I, I fell on my face, you know, and it hurts and it hurt it, you know, it hurt it financially. Um, it, it, you know, it took some emotional toll, you know, oh, it definitely took some emotional toll. Um, around the time that I started e-commerce, 
I had a uh, I had a franchise business, and that's the reason why I started e-commerce because I had a failing franchise business that I eventually um, I um, I was able to basically get out of my contracts because I mean I, I, the business was just failing. I was able to get out a few contracts, and that was very painful. Very painful. I was I was a hundred grand in debt when I started retro arbitrage on Amazon. I was a hundred grand in debt. One hundred thousand dollars that I owed people. You know what I'm saying? So that was fucking stressful. That was painful. That was the most pain. That was the most painful experience in terms of entrepreneurship because the stakes were very high. And there wasn't, there wasn't really anything I, I could have done. <clears throat> and the reason why I was able to get out of my contract because it wasn't a good contract. They knew the, the franchise. They knew it wasn't a good contract to, to get into. You know, They knew that there was the high chance of it not working out simply because there was, there was one major factor in that deal that... Um, that you know, luckily, was was uh, was um, was you know to some degree, luckily it was there for me to get out of that contract, right? For you know, for them to you know be okay with me getting out of that contract, because at the end of the day, I mean, they weren't gonna. I had nothing. You know what I'm saying? They they couldn't sue me for anything because I didn't have anything, right? So that eventually led to a bankruptcy. So I bankrupted out $100,000. And that was finalized the following year. And the following year is when I lost my job. And uh, my, my third kid was born. And, you know, I started doing this podcast. That happened, you know, maybe like seven, eight months after that. After, um, um, yeah, about after, when I started, I'd go back in the podcast to the first date of the podcast but it was about 2018 when I started that's when I you know, I had moved to a different state and all this kind of stuff like it was just a shit show you know what I'm saying as far as life a shit show you know um in 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 looking back and I'm asking myself right how can I, I never thought that I would be dreaming too small and the reason why that I I'm starting to recognize that I am I'm slacking. I'm recognizing that I'm slacking in some areas is because I've been hit pretty hard. Right? I've been knocked down. And, and um physically I got up, right? Physically I recovered. But I think mentally there there was something chipped away. There was a little bit chipped away, right? A little bit of fire, a little bit of spark that went away, a little bit of a statue that was chipped away a little bit in my mindset. And um, I'm 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 glad I'm I'm glad I'm recognizing that because it's going to propel me to the next level. And it, and it it's. It's kind of, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's all odd. You know, when I think about these things, I'm like, man, like, 
how did I get here? And, you know, trying to assess what I'm thinking. Because when you think about it, sure, you know, I hit the ground, you know, I, I fell down pretty hard with some failures. And yes, I do feel like some of the, some of that I haven't recovered from mentally, but I make more money now than I could have imagined. You know, I make I make a lot more money now than I could have imagined previously. But um, but now I'm like ready to get to that next level. I I guess um, what got me here, whatever part of my mentality that got me here was fine. But the thing that's blocking me from getting to the next level, that's where my failures, me getting knocked down, that is where there's some issues mentally, right? So on the, I guess on the lower level, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I got up, kept pushing, kept going, and now I am where I am, right? Which is which is a it's a good place, decent, but I can't I can't stay here because things don't stay the same, right? So at some point, the wheels are gonna stop spinning if I don't grow, right? If I don't take it to the next level, because it's not gonna stay static. Right. It's not. Now, there's some things that are happening. You know, I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm talking through this. Right. So forgive me if I'm not making any sense. But. um, I have some things that are happening. That are just about to be amazing right i'm making more money now than i've ever made and i'm getting ready to make even more you know what i'm saying but there's some um there there is there is um there's some fear that i'm that's starting to creep in or has started to creep in I never thought I would ever say anything like that because I'm not known for fear. I'm known for being brave. <clears throat> and, you know, being brave, being brave and you could be brave and have fear. Okay. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm conflating the two, which I shouldn't. So I need to stop doing that. Um, so I am known for being brave. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still consistent with what I'm known for. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, but the thing was at everything I've done up to this point, I didn't feel any fear. I didn't feel fear. I was just brave. Right. But now I, I'm feeling some fear, but I'm, I'm still on brand. I'm still brave. I'm still being brave because I'm still moving forward. You know, it's when I first heard of the, 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 the phrase, uh, feel, feel the fear. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That always stuck with me. I heard that when I was, you know, 16, 17. I was in multi-level marketing, MLMs, right? Which was, which was, which I have a love-hate relationship with. But anyways, um, 
yeah, so I was doing multi-level marketing when I was 16 under my, <laughs> I had my mom sign documents and stuff like that. So she was, I was legally, I couldn't do business. Right. So, um, so I was doing business under her name, um, with her permission. So, um, but anyway, so, you know, that during that time I heard, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. I think it's, I think it's even a book. So feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's been my life. Even before I got to that moment, because there's some shit that went down a couple of years before that, um, that had a, uh, that had a very traumatic, uh, very traumatic, you know, thinking back on it, but it, it shaped the rest of my life. Um, it was because I was being brave and I was in, in, I didn't feel any fucking fear. You know, I was just being brave. So all the way from 15 up until, you know, about to be 33, I'm feeling fear, fear of, I don't know if it's fear of success, but my failures, um, my failures and, you know, how in in the areas where I did not succeed in gives is is giving me some level of anxiety or not anxiety I don't like that word because I'm, I'm that's not me but some level of fear that I won't succeed that I'm going to fail I have a, I have a fear of failing but I don't, I don't like saying that so I, I I prefer to say fear of succeeding. Um, I'm, I'm, I have a fear of succeeding with going from where I am now to where I need to go. And, and that is my bottleneck right now. And I know, I know exactly what it is too. I know exactly what it is. I'm at this place where it's like, okay, I'm pretty much, I'm very soon going to be capped with what I can do. So I brought this up, I think my last podcast, I, you know, I am the business, right? You know, I have a, a virtual assistant. She does a few things for me and I should, and I should have been, I should have had her do more things for me, but I'm working on that right now. Um, I built out, built, built out a few SOPs, which I'm going to talk about in a different episode, but um, I am forcing, I am being forced to delegate um my fear is having a having a team my fear my fear is leading people i have a fear of being a leader that's what it is that's what it is Right. I've done, you know, in, in my franchise business, I had or somewhere around um, 17 employees. This is 2016 and 2017. Um, I had like maybe like 10 employees that were mostly all of them were rotational or temporary or always changing. It was it was it wasn't those kind of businesses that attracted, you know, that attracted. It was a seasonal business. I'll say that. And it, it wasn't the business that attracted, you know, long-term players, right? And pretty much everybody was rotation. Um, 
Now, I, I, I don't, it's, it's something I'm working out because I, I didn't fully, um, I didn't fully work this out in my earlier years, right? So I be, I, 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 I became, I became an introvert. I wasn't always an introvert. I became an introvert, you know, I became an introvert and I didn't like when I became an intro, introvert. I didn't like attention. I don't, I don't like atten attention centered on me. I don't like being in the forefront of shit, you know? Yeah, I wasn't always like that, but that's neither here nor there. But I don't like, you know what I'm saying? I like doing me. Y'all do y'all, I'm going to do me. You know what I'm saying? So in, in the sense that I, I am a lone wolf in, in, in that regards, right? But I, di I didn't really have a problem with um, uh, when I had employees. Of course, I had, you know, employee type problems, right? You know, you have problems with employees. I mean, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? People want, want to work less. It, it didn't really bother me as much. I'm just going to be 100% honest. It, it didn't, it didn't, the, the, the one thing about me is I do what I have to do. But not the way most people think about it. Like most people do what they have to do and they're mad about what they're doing. No. If there's something I have to do, I get into it. Like I'm, I'm in it. From the outside looking in, it looks like I am natural. It looks like I am doing what I like to do. That's what it looks like from the outside looking in when I do what I have to do. Right? Um, now, does it drain me? I think it drained me. But when I was in it, I was in it. You know what I'm saying? I was in it. And I enjoyed it. You know? I met a lot of great people. Most were not so great, but I met some interesting folks. And it, and it felt good. And I, I made people feel good. And um, I can do the job, right? If I have to. So, my fear of being a leader is more so it's like, mm, that's not my, it's not my go-to thing, right? So why, 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 why do I need to lead people? Right? So that, that may be the thing. So why, why am I concerned about leading people? Well, like I said, I'm pretty much almost at the point where I'm capped. Now in this business, right? You need two things to grow. You need space and you need money. That, that's it. Well, that's not it. You need human capital, right? So space, money, human capital, okay? Space, I haven't maxed out my space yet, okay? Money, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I have access to what I need and a little bit more, but I'm going to need more. You know, I'm going to, every year I'm trying to figure out how to get more access to more money. So more, you know, lines of credit, uh, loans, and so on and so forth. Um, in human capital, right now I am the human capital, right? Um, I'm at a point where it's like, okay, how long can I drag this out? Now, my, my goal is to go as long as I can without hiring more or without outsourcing more human capital. 
one of those ways is doing Amazon FBA. Um, you know, I can use something called a 3PL, you know, to ship my orders and things like that. But y'all know me. I don't really like, I'm more comfortable with Amazon FBA than I am comfortable with the 3PL company. Um, cause I know FBA, right? And I know the fuckery that they do and all that shit, right? <clears throat> so, um, but FBA is, it's not as simple as, oh, I'm just going to do FBA. Like if I do FBA, it's going to be because I have some private label products, you know, private label. Now that's going to allow me to, um, leverage their warehouse to, and, and, you know, in, in, in human capital over there to, uh, fulfill orders and things like that. So I can literally do a million dollars myself, um, you know, working a lot though, doing a million dollars in sales and then do a million dollars in sales on Amazon by myself. Okay. I'll be working, you know, quite a bit, but it could be done, you know, but I am, uh, I am up for the challenge, right? I'm up for the challenge. And I think I'm going to make a part two of this episode because there's, um, there's, there's a solution I came across to managing this fear or overcoming this, this fear that I have of leading a company. It's not really leading people. It's, it's more so leading a company because <clears throat> I, my family, I lead my family. I lead people in my family, which, and, and, and this is actually something uh, that really made me think about it even more. It's like, man, am I leading my family? the way I need to be leading my family, right? So I'm becoming a better leader in my family because I, I'm acknowledging this uh, deficiency that, I'm, that, I'm exp that I have right now. Um, but there's, I'm gonna make a part two. Let's go, let's make a part two of this episode where I talk about um, what I came across that's going to get me across the bridge of overcoming this uh, fear and the good thing is, it, you know, I have all of my uh, working working experience has been um, communicating and with people, you know, so I, I don't have a problem. I think a lot of entrepreneurs coming out now, if you're like Gen Z and all that kind of stuff, I, 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 I'm very interested and curious to know um, how they would do something like what I'm getting ready to do or what I, what I do because, you know, face-to-face -face interaction sales, that stuff is, 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 is becoming less common in person. So I'm very curious to, to learn about that in the future, but all of my jobs were most, most of my jobs were sales jobs or jobs where I had to communicate and talk with people. So I'm not concerned about, you know, I'm, I'm not like, Oh, I can't talk to people. That's not, that's not my thing. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't have to, I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? But if I have to, I will. It's a very weird dichotomy that's going on right now. But let me, let me, uh, we're, we're coming up on an hour or a little over an hour. Um, don't want to hold you too long. Thank you for tuning in. I'm out. We're going to make a part two. I'm out. <laughs>